You've worked all your life, you've saved, you've played by the rules. Now it's time to retire. Here's the question. Who do you want relaxing and taking it easy? Your nest egg or you? Well, of course, you want to relax and travel and enjoy. And sorry, nest egg, you've got more work to do. For a retirement that maximizes your portfolio, your social security, avoids unnecessary risks, and protects you from pitfalls, and frankly lets you retire and keeps the nest egg working, you need a retirement partner. You need someone looking out for your best interest and building a plan for you based on your situation. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649. This episode of Financial Safari is brought to you by Kevin Frisbee and Frisbee and Associates for all your retirement needs. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. As an advisor, I see people make some of the same mistakes again and again in their retirement plan. On today's show, advice on how to potentially avoid them going forward and suggestions to help fix the ones you may have already made. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sudolf. Kevin is uh, author of a great book called Every Dime Every Day. He's president of Frisbee & Associates. Uh, he's an independent fiduciary and so much more. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, how you doing today, Steve? Very, very well. It feels like spring season's changing. Trees are budding. I mean, you know, hey. Life is good, right? My allergies are blooming. I mean, all kinds of things. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. Mine too. I feel it in the back of my throat. Wow. <laughs> so so we talk about some of the things here. And, and um, so as uh, we get into spring and uh, soon to be summer, I guess, um, you know, the market just continues to do what the market does. Um, and we talk about mistakes to avoid. You are one to really sort of help guide us to that in, in terms of, you know, doing things the right way versus uh, the, the knee-jerk reaction, okay, the market tanked, I'm going to get out. <laughs> well, the, the reason I brought that up is, is for this simple thing is a lot of people sometimes don't know that they've made some mistakes or made a mistake that could be costly in their planning uh, process and in their retirement planning as far as money's, uh, money and investments are concerned. So the first thing to do is find out if, if there's something that needs to be fixed. And so we, we talk about this all the time with people. Hey, you know, let's do a portfolio analysis, that x-ray we call it, and look at your, your current portfolio, figure out what you have going on. And if something needs to be fixed, do it now because the last thing you want to do is get to retirement or even into or, or after retirement time period and figure out that something needed to be changed because, again, time is not going to be on your side. Right now is the time to, to make those adjustments. So to that point is that that analysis, that x-ray that we initially do with people that is complimentary, doesn't cost anything, allows us to be able to look in depth at what the investment portfolio is. We, we, we tie that with the goals and the conversation of the clients, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. 
And if it doesn't line up, how do we make those adjustments? And, and again, the earlier the better, obviously, to, to get that ship right. Sure. And and again, well, one of the things that we certainly talked about this before is, you know, about a year ago, the market was kind of going through its its downturn that, that the, you know, that we had and people jumped into cash and um, they failed to get back into it. That's a pretty big mistake. It is a big mistake. And that's the problem with people trying to manage their own funds and trying to time the market. Let, let's face it. I mean, you look at... A con- or have a conversation with somebody that's managing their own funds and they're working full time and they're, they're, they're trying to live their life and they're not able to pick pick the market timing. And so sometimes they get scared. They pull out, like you say, they don't want to have any more downside, but all of a sudden they never, never pick the right time to get in and sometimes never get back in. And so they lose all that upside and now they're stuck in cash with a loss, uh, a locked in loss, uh, which is worse than any of them because right. now you can't get that back. So the, the point is, don't bail on the market because it's volatile. What you want to do is, if you don't have a tactical money manager advisor like what we do here at Frisbee Associates, you're in a buy and hold strategy. And I, it's, an old, it's a strategy been around forever, Steve, since, you know, since 1920, even before the Great Depression. You could have bought a stock or, or portfolio mix and over time been okay because the market always comes back. Right. But- if you're wor- if you're with a tactical advisor that somebody's making changes without you having to time the market, that's I think a better approach. That's what we do here at Frisbee Associates. I think it's a better approach. We're not timing the market. We're adjusting as market conditions change. There's a big difference with that. We're not literally just pulling everybody out of the market and then putting people back in. We did do a major major shifter in COVID, which saved a lot of our clients or most of our clients any major downswing, which they were very appreciative of. But we also were able to pivot pretty quickly and get back in and take advantage of the of the uh, V shape and swing up. And one of the things you said just now, Kevin, was that, that you're you're a tactical advisor, and that that that's the key. You're tactical. You're out there. You're looking. You've got you've got people that are looking at things and trends and whatever and making adjustments accordingly. That's it. And so I had a client, a brand new client, onboarding recently with. Uh, a couple million dollars of money. And so the conversation was this, they were, she was moving from another broker. I call them a broker because they weren't an advisor, the, the amount of fees they were charging this poor woman. And she was, I'll tell you a little backdrop of the story. She was brought in here by one of my clients who has been a client. He's an 80 year old guy. He's been a client for a decade or more. Love this guy. I've had him at our, I mean, just a nice guy to be around. He started to dig into his friend's uh, portfolio. She allowed him to look at what she had going on. And he started to uncover what she didn't realize was some atrocious fees that she was being charged by a, a main broker. And so he come brought her to the office and he, he just wanted to introduce me to her and her to me and had a great conversation, spent 15, 20 minutes. I said, listen, before anything, let's do this analysis. Let's do this x-ray because it's like you come to a doctor, right? And, and I'm not going to write your prescription without doing some testing. So she brought her statement in we did the analysis and she was on, on 1.7 million, not quite 2 million. She was paying some, it should be illegal fees. I, I don't wow. even know how to say it. But the point is in all of that is she was put, a, a lot of her investments were put into A-share mutual funds. And if you know anything about mutual funds, as, as we've talked about in the past, an A-share mutual fund, a lot of them have a front end sales load. So besides the fee she was paying to the broker, he was getting a commission of five and three quarter percent on any money he was put in, putting into an A share mutual fund. He was making a, a fortune in fees 
off of this poor woman that just didn't realize she didn't understand what was going on. So that whole point is you, if you work with a broker that does loaded mutual funds like that, that broker cannot move you in and out of the market and, and reallocate ongoing because you would pay those fees every single time. To that point, we don't do loaded mutual funds for that reason. We want to be able to be tactical. If the market changes, we want to be able to help our clients move and, and maybe get back in at the right time instead of having to worry about paying those additional fees. So I'm bringing it up because it's fresh in my mind with just dealing with this uh, this case right now. And it happens to be an extreme because it was it was a lot of a lot of money she was paying. But, but t- again, if you're listening to Radio Land right now and, and you have mutual funds that have additional fees, or if you don't know what those fees are, now's the time to call, come in and take advantage of that consultation because we can run an analysis, figure out exactly what you're paying for fees and exactly what you have for risk, and then make some recommendations accordingly. Well, and again, it comes down to the fact, and we talk about this every week, Kevin, is the importance of the plan. you got to have a plan in place. I mean, not just something that you're thinking about. No, a written document plan. And an advisor that can tactically help that plan come into play. And the plan is a puzzle. It's a lot of pieces of the puzzle, everything from money management to Medicare planning and everything in between. Distribution planning, how do you take money and where do you take it from? to be tax efficient. So that is that written plan you're just talking about. It's laying that out and, and sitting with somebody saying, here's your path. You don't have to second guess, are you going to run out of money? You don't have to second guess, are you going to be covered enough on insurance? You don't have to second guess, are, are you going to you know, be be uh, be really hit hard by, by the tax man if you haven't done the right proper distribution planning? That's all part of the plan that we can bring to the table. And, you know, the other part of the plan, and, and you alluded to this too, is that it's an evolving, moving document. I mean, it changes. It changes with you. It changes with time. It changes based on conditions. I, I had a, a, a review that I did. It was a, a phone console because he was working on the road, uh, oil truck driver, uh, just the last couple of weeks. And, and I'm bringing it up because he's like, listen, I've been with you six months and you've already had two reviews with me. I hadn't heard from my other guy in six years, six plus years. <laughs> wow. He says, I'm, I can't believe you're calling me back and, and you, you were talking about these accounts. So to that point, Steve, is if you have an advisor that you haven't seen in, in more than a year or worse yet, six years, you don't have an advisor or a broker. You have somebody that maybe pitched you something and now they're on their way somewhere else or maybe even out of the business. Who knows? But that the evolving plan change your life changes right everything everybody's life changes and things happen so you have to have that ability to evolve that plan and change the direction as you need to and you you can only do that with an active advisor that's going to be walking down the same road with you you know hand in hand so to speak making sure that you're going to be doing what you should be doing as far as doing the right thing as far as staying on track and that's what you do and, and help folks. And I mean, your whole operation, you know, when you've got like Jeff Trushan and and uh, um, I know you've just added Peter Hansen, Lance Gilman, and I know I'm throwing out names, but I mean, these are the folks that that day to day look at all of the plans and, and, and really have relationships with people. That's it. And uh, those guys are as good as anybody that uh, is, is, is in our business, I can tell you right now. So at the end of the day, that's what our guys do. That's the expectation. We're, we're reaching out to clients. We're doing reviews. Usually every six months, we're touching base with clients. Depending on the client's needs, sometimes I have clients that say, hey, Kev, call me in, in a year. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base once a year. And I'm sure. perfectly fine with that unless something happens. And I'm a resource. They get text messages and emails all the time from clients saying, hey, Kev, 
what about this or this happened? What should I do here? And wish I need 50,000. Where do I take it from? That kind of thing. Sure. Well, folks, if you want to get in, you want to get, have uh, sit down with Kevin and the team and start to map out your future, let's uh, go ahead and invite folks to call, Kevin. Great idea, Steve. Hey, folks, this is a great way to, you know, once and for all, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. Kevin and his team at Frisbee and Associates are there for you. They take that complex financial world. And again, we barely scratch the surface of things that can get complicated. Yes, here is your chance to get a true practical financial review. Starts with that phone call, 800-998-5649. The next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, of course, but more more importantly, when you walk out the door, you'll have in your hand that roadmap, that guide that can really help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Making a plan for your retirement paycheck is no small task. There are plenty of options, and in this segment, we'll dig into a couple of the most common and see if it is right for you. How's the market doing? It's fine. How's the market doing now? The same as it was five seconds ago. Stop worrying about market volatility. A good retirement plan will keep you from panicking when and if there's ever a panic, even during a correction or a mild recession. Get that solid retirement plan with lifetime income and protection from pitfalls. Get in touch with Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Howard Johnson's, founded by Howard Deering Johnson, was the largest restaurant chain in the U.S. throughout the 1960s and 1970s, with more than 1,000 combined company-owned and franchised outlets. The unique icons of orange roofs, cupolas, and weather vanes on Howard Johnson properties help patrons identify the chain's restaurant and motels. The restaurant's trademark Simple Simon and the Pie Man logo was created by artist John Alcott in the 1930s. Johnson borrowed $2,000 in 1925 to buy and operate a small corner pharmacy in Bolston, a neighborhood in Quincy, Massachusetts. Johnson convinced local bankers to lend him the funds to open his first Howard Johnson's restaurant in Quincy in the late 1920s, following on the heels of his successful concession stands he had on the beach along the coast of Massachusetts the few previous summers. By 1975, the Howard Johnson Company had more than 1,000 restaurants and more than 500 motor lodges in 42 states in Canada. The company reached its peak that year, but the late 1970s marked the beginning of the end for the Howard Johnson Company. Because of the oil embargo of 1974, the Howard Johnson's restaurants and motor lodges, which received 85% of revenue from travelers, lost profits when Americans could not afford to travel. It was also costly to serve pre-made food with high-quality ingredients in traditional dining rooms. The chain would eventually be sold to Imperial Group PLC of London, England, and then to Marriott Corporation. Marriott sold the Motor Lodge business and Howard Johnson trademark to Prime Motor Inns. Marriott was interested in the company-owned restaurants for the real estate. As Marriott quickly demolished the company-owned restaurants or converted them to the Bob Big Boy restaurant chain, the number of Howard Johnson's restaurants remaining circa 1985 was sharply reduced. Only the franchise restaurants remained untouched. By 
2005, there were fewer than eight surviving restaurants. In spring 2012, one of the last three Howard Johnson's restaurants closed in Lake George, New York, and was listed for sale. In August 2014, the last remaining Howard Johnson's, the Lake George restaurant, regained the Howard Johnson's name. Use of the Howard Johnson's restaurant name is permitted because of a grandfather clause. Despite retaining the original building and trademark name with little to no connection to the former franchise, its authenticity as a true Howard Johnson's restaurant has been questioned due to its dissimilar menu, but remains open in 2020. You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. When it comes to mapping out a financial future, most people seem to know exactly and specifically where they are going. In general terms, they may know what they want. They want freedom, independence, and leisure time. But when you ask them to color in the details and explain exactly how much income they expect to have coming in each month during their retirement, and exactly where that money will come from, they can't tell you. And yet, if asked, would you like to have a guaranteed lifetime income in retirement? The resounding reply from most people would be yes. The fact is, safe growth through guaranteed income is not only possible, it's absolutely necessary for your retirement plan. The game plan of advance and protect wins the Super Bowl, and Coach Pete applies it to the game of retirement where you must win in regulation time. Core Money and Explore Money are the twin engines that drive the advance and protect strategy. Core Money being your protected wealth and Explore Money venturing out in search of optimum returns. Together, they make a winning combination. on Financial Safari. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Of course, uh, Kevin Frisbee is here. He is the uh, president of Frisbee and Associates. He's author of uh, Every Dime Every Day and a fiduciary and a great team of folks. And you are one busy guy. I know. I know, Kevin. And, and uh, But that's how you like to be, isn't it? I mean, you like to be busy. Yeah, my busy schedule drives me, actually. It kind of motivates me. And, and just because I'm so busy, that doesn't mean you can't get in for a free consultation We've got people that will take a call uh, over the weekend, and, and uh, if you call up, they'll call you within an hour of the show ending and, and book a, you a, a consultation or answer your questions. And so at the end of the day, busy people get things done. I was taught that a long time ago by a very successful business guy, and I've lived to that. And, uh, you know, successful pe- success breeds success type of thing. And being, listen, I'm not trying to toot my horn, but being one of the top advisors in the country, never mind in, New, in, in Maine and New England, as far as volume, and I know what other advisors have for volume, so we're we're in the top top tier. Um, people want to work with successful firms and successful people in their field, and I, I I'm finding that more and more. So our referral, the amount of referrals we're getting every year, seem to be every month and every week even seem to be just growing every year, simply because they see that we are helping so many people in a lot of ways, and we wouldn't be so successful as what we are without people, a lot of people knowing that we've done a good job with them. Right. And so you just, again, I, I like the fact that, um, you know, we, we talk about a lot of subject matters. We cover a lot on these shows. I think people appreciate the fact that we do an education approach. There's, there's tools in the toolbox that we can bring to the table or not bring to the table. We're not salesy. So I just, again, I don't want to, I could go on and on, but there's a lot of reasons why, why we get the phone ringing every single weekend. Sure. Well, and again, you, you touched on it. It's about education and that's what we're going to do in this segment. It's kind of breakdown. And I know that they don't seem related, but they kind of are. We're talking about a 401k, which a lot of us have at work and then annuities. 
And that's something else, a tool in the toolbox. You just said it. So let's kind of break it down. Let's talk about maybe some some basics of, I think we all know what a 401k is, but but what else is there besides the 401k? Well, the, the reason that you're, you're trying to compare a 401k with an annuity, I'm guessing, is because most people with 401k accounts do not have access to a pension anymore. Sure. And so back in the day, my grandfather, for example, retired from Gillette after you know 40 years, he retired with a pension, which means they paid him a lifetime income the rest of his life, the rest of my grandmother's life. And then that lifetime income stops when they both passed away. So th- since that's gone away, the burden of the people, the employee now has to create their own pension. And so how do you do that? A pension is simply an annuity. It's a guaranteed stream of income until the day you die. That's what a, that's what a pension is. Sure. That's what a lot of annuities do end up doing. That's that's the structure of most annuities. So, But that isn't the 401k. That's not the 401k, but what's going can on we turn right in, now- Can we turn that into one though? Yeah, that's the point. So as people grow and add and, and increase the, the, the volume and the value of their 401k, a lot of times people want to take a portion of that and roll it into an annuity that has that guaranteed payment. So they can basically say, hey, I know I'm going to take and carve off a certain amount of my money giving myself a lifetime payment. And what that does though in the household is it lets you look at the rest of the money that you have still within the 401k as spendable money. Because think about that. If you if you take enough money off to cover your, your basic needs and expenses, knowing that that's a guarantee payment till the day you die, it, it'll, you, then you don't have to worry about um, basic expenses and, and running out of money on that side, what allows you to be able to free up the, the thought that you can go more freely spend some of this other money. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of people think annuity is a four-letter word and and it's because they don't know what annuities are today versus what, you know, they thought they thought they were or what, you know, their parents may have dealt with, something like that. I mean, it's a, it's a different ballgame today. It's a totally different ballgame. And, and the annuities of today, though, even the ones I talked about with lifetime income payments, you can name beneficiary designations. So if God forbid something happened to you sooner, prematurely, your kids, grandkids, or whoever you name as a beneficiary, it actually gets left whatever's in the account. So the insurance company doesn't keep that. That was a, the annuity of yesteryear, 20 or 30 years ago, but that's mm-hmm. not how they're, they're built or structured today. And again, so we talk about a fixed annuity, and, and is that still something that's out there? Yeah. So let's, in a, in a brief segment, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, uh, I'll go through some of the, the, the basic types of annuities, okay. three types of annuities. All right. Good. Thank you. A, a simple fixed annuity is a, we call them MIGAs, multi-year guaranteed annuities, MYGA. They're a fixed rate return. And I use these to compete with CD accounts at the banks and credit unions because an insurance company has a different investment structure. They can pay higher interest rates to somebody that puts a a certain amount of money with them versus a bank or credit union. What I mean by that, I'll give you an example. And this this is obviously current rates and they're still small, but right now you can get a fixed annuity for five years. So it's like a five-year CD account for pretty near 3%. And depending on what state you're in and and how much you put in, it may vary 2.8 to to 3.1 or something like that. But that's, that's a fixed annuity. You can take the interest you can, you, you, after five years, you take it out, you roll it over, do something else with it, whatever you want to do. It's, right. it's there. Okay. Plain Jane, simple, no fees. It, it is what it is. It's a fixed interest rate, like a CD account. Mm-hmm. The middle of the road is a fixed indexed annuity. So the fixed part of an index annuity means the principal's guaranteed protected. If the market goes backwards, 
you can't lose any of your principal. So that's nice to have some safety built in to a portfolio potentially to say, hey, I, I know I can put some money here. I'm going to get some competitive gains. If the market goes up, I'm going to get some competitive gains. You're not going to get all the upside of the market, but that's a trade-off. But also, you're not going to get any downside of the market. That's an index annuity. There's usually restrictions on time periods and those type of things. And the fee structure is usually very low. It, sometimes you can get no fees on those uh, index annuities, depending on what somebody's trying to do. Okay. The, the, the other side of the table is what I call a variable annuity. Variable annuity. A variable annuity works like this. The insurance company takes your money, puts it into, I call them sub-accounts. It's really mutual funds, investments in the stock market. Within that, you pay a fee of the account that the annuity company puts you into. You pay a fee to the annuity company. You pay a fee to the broker advisor. And I saw one the other day in here, they were paying 3.35% annual fees. Well, and and still had market risk. Well, that doesn't make any sense. No. No. <laughs> and so I told a story a few weeks back on the show, right? Of the woman to come in with 325000 paying over 4% in annual fees. She was paying $13,000 in fees in, an annu- in, 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 in a variable annuity. Oof. So I would tell you to steer clear of all the variable annuities out there, no matter who the company is. A lot of reputable companies have these and their brokers pitch them. They're not valuable tools to put money into. Well, it so depends on a, whose pockets, <laughs> whose retirement well, they're funding, right? That, Yours yeah, or the that, brokers. That, well, that's the point there. Exactly right. So the whole point in all of that discussion, there's a lot of complex uh, investment products and vehicles out there that some might fit part of the portfolio based on what you're trying to do. But but if you want to get a fixed rate, we've got those. If you want to have some market protection, we've got that. If you want to have the variable side, as far as the, the, the variable annuity, I would steer clear of that. And so with a 401k, obviously, if, if we build up a big balance, I mean, that's, you know, we're going to have to pay the taxes on that. But as that money comes out, is that something we could funnel into an annuity and essentially have it become our pension? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of times, yeah, let's say somebody comes in and they've got a 401k and, and let's say it's, I don't know, $500,000, sure. throw a number out there. You don't want to put all your money in an annuity. Never, no. You never want to do that. So what you might want to do is carve off, like I said, depending on what your budget need is, maybe it's going to take 200000 of that five hundred or 250000 of that five hundred, and you carve off into something you create that income stream, that pension. And now you've got the, the additional two fifty to be able to go spend however you want. Maybe invest it, spend it as you want to, but knowing that the two fifty or 200 you set aside is enough to be able to create that pension to give you the guaranteed income in addition to Social Security and maybe whatever else you have, mainstay retirement. And so there, it becomes, it's not an either or thing. And and I think it, you said it well when you said it was just another tool in the toolbox. But I mean, but not to be taken lightly, it's, you don't have to do anything. You do what makes sense to you. And and, it, and it, exactly that. And it could be a complete combo of all kinds of different things that we're talking about on the show. I mean, it's not a, it's not a one type of thing that we do with people. It's, hey, what what makes sense with this part of the portfolio? What makes sense with this part of the portfolio? We're, we're all ch- trying to bring this to the table to achieve whatever the client's goals are. And folks, if you've never had that kind of a conversation with an advisor, now's the time to put that, uh, you know, make that call, sit down with Kevin and the team and, and have that conversation. What do you think, Kevin? Now is the time, Steve. 
Folks, this is it. It's a great opportunity. Sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. Maybe if you've got a plan already, get that second opinion. Have Kevin take a look, dive deep into it, tell you what it's all about. It, it Things can get complicated, no question about it. There's fees, there's expenses. Yep, and Kevin can, can really break it down, make it clear, make it easier to understand. It's a practical financial review, and it does start with that phone call, 800 998 49. Again, 800-998-5649. It's a comprehensive financial review. It'll show you where you are today, of course, but most importantly, it is a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. So you've got nothing to lose. Give us a call, 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Planning for retirement is kind of like the old plate spinner on the Ed Sullivan Show. When we come back, we'll discuss ways to keep the proverbial plates spinning all the way to and through retirement. When should I take my Social Security? How much risk can I tolerate? I'm afraid I'm overpaying in taxes. Did I save enough? I can't keep up with all these rules. There are a lot of components to your retirement, and it certainly can seem overwhelming. It's time to establish a partnership with a professional who can provide you with a written plan, the proper strategies, and then be there with you along the way. That's Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, You're listening to the Financial Safari News Network. We've all heard of the bucket plan. It's traditionally been used as a way to categorize money for a specific purpose, such as fixed expenses, discretionary spending, and legacy. For many years, advisors, agents, reps, planners, and others have used the term bucket plan to essentially sell products. The idea was to show how their financial product is the best to accomplish the singular objective of each bucket. We are always looking to change things for the better, and our definition of the bucket plan couldn't be farther from this dated sales pitch approach. To us, the new way one should approach the bucket plan is as a comprehensive process to gather, analyze, and advise on a client's specific and entire financial situation. With this all-inclusive approach, you can help maximize income distribution for each of the different phases leading up to and through retirement while helping the client take control of taxes, fees, diversification, and risk. The bucket plan, as we've laid it out, is designed to eliminate the two biggest dangers in retirement, inflation and sequence risk. A product-based approach simply can't do that. This form of planning is an educational, holistic client experience, providing value and wisdom at every phase of the planning process to help clients understand how to reduce taxes, protect their assets, and maximize income in retirement. It's your go-go years, so let's get going with another retirement road trip. We're visiting four houses from the ultra-luxurious to the ultra-modest, from historic to the mystique. Let's start with ultra-luxurious. 
heading to Asheville, North Carolina to visit Biltmore, built for George Washington Vanderbilt II. It was such a monumental task, a woodworking factory and a brick kiln operated on site, and a three-mile railroad spur was constructed to bring materials to the site. Four acres of floor space, 250 rooms, including 35 bedrooms, also a heated pool, a bowling alley, and a gym. Any visit to the Asheville area needs to include a tour of Biltmore. The ultra-modest. Dias, Arkansas is home to the boyhood home of music legend Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash fans come from all over the world to see this very modest home and learn about Dias Colony. Established as a Depression-era agricultural resettlement community, it's what brought the Cash family here in the 1930s. Efforts to restore the colony began in 2009. Now you can visit Johnny Cash's home and the theater, which is a museum and the visitor center. The historic Monticello or Monticello. Nestled in the mountains of Virginia near Charlottesville, it's the beloved home of Thomas Jefferson. The modern look of the home was the result of Jefferson's time as ambassador to France. He was struck with the architecture there. Walk the grounds, go inside. You'll also see Jefferson's inventions or improved upon devices, including a revolving book stand, a copying machine, and a spherical sundial. The Mystique. The Mystique. You'll find the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. It was once the per- personal residence of Sarah Winchester, the widow of firearm magnate William Wart Winchester. The story goes that Mrs. Winchester was told by a medium who was supposedly channeling her late husband that she must continuously build a home for herself and for the spirits of people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles. So in the house you'll find doors and stairs that go nowhere and other oddities. Your retirement plan can be built just how you want it and based on the lifestyle you want. And be sure to set aside enough to leave your home and visit others on your retirement road trip. Hey, we're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Kevin is a plate spinner. He keeps things spinning. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this, and I think, you know, um, I, I think if you're underage, about 50, you probably have never heard of Ed Sullivan, much less a plate spinner. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm sadly, I'm old enough to remember the plate spinner. And, and that's what made me, you know, come up with this. And and uh, because it is, there is an art form to it to kind of keep things going. And I think we're all familiar with the expression, but, you know, there really were plate spinners out there. Let, let's just go with a clear understanding here that, the best the best strategy is not to be a plate spinner in your retirement planning <laughs> exactly. to, to avoid that at all costs. Sure. Because I've never seen a plate spinner end well, let's no. just say. Well, no, because when they come crashing down, everything breaks. There's That's no, exactly right. No question about it. So, I, I mean, again, to, to take a more serious approach, I mean, there are things, there are missteps, if you will. And one of them is thinking that, you know, hey, well, I'm not going to live very long anyway, because, you know, maybe my parents or grandparents, whatever, uh, you know, died early. So therefore I will. That isn't necessarily the case anymore. No. You know, it reminds me of, I I think I told a story on a radio show just maybe in the last couple of months, but I had this client to come in and she wanted to retire. And I tried to talk her into staying a little bit longer. She hated her job. And so she said, Kev, how much, you know, how much can I take a year and and get myself to 80 years old. And she's like 70, 70 years old right now. I'm, I'm sorry, 67, 68 years old. She had 11, 12, 13 years. I said, well, this is how much you can take, but your money's going to be gone completely at the end of that time. She says, well, I don't expect I'm going to live past 80 anyway. And I said, well, that's not, think about what you just said. Yeah. If, if, you put, if you put a spending plan in place right now, knowing that you are going to run out of money at 80, 
but what happens if you lived to 84? Well, I'm not really worried about that. And, and just, you know, I'm, I'm taking her direction, right? Because she, she wants to start taking this money out and prematurely, because as I, as I told her, you need to try to work another year or two to get yourself a little bit more leeway because she didn't quite have enough money saved up. So to that point, you can try to think of when you might pass away if you don't have longevity in your family, if you get, you know, current underlying health conditions, all kinds of things, but you don't know that. No, of you know, course not. You almost can't die today. I mean, they're putting <laughs> pig's parts and people and all kinds of things, Steve. I well, mean, yeah, though, there's a lot of replacement parts. And so, I mean, you're good as new. Yeah. So, so who knows? I mean, how long somebody has, but, but you want to plan for the long game, no matter what your sit, your hit family history or situation is. Sure. And one of the things that uh, that we have to talk about as well is Social Security. And certainly the claiming strategy is important. And understanding that, you know, when you take Social Security, yes, it, it determines a lot of things. But when one spouse dies, and inevitably one will, one check goes away. And there are strategies to make sure you can maximize that. That's it. So this is an important subject when we talk about Social Security planning and income planning, especially when somebody passes away, the surviving spouse having a certain amount of income to, 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 uh, to maintain lifestyle. And part of that is looking at Social Security strategies, meaning let's say you have a husband and wife and uh, let's say he happened to be the, the, the breadwinner and it's not always the case. I understand that, but let's say that's the case. And so his Social Security check is higher. Well, if he delays taking his, he's going to get a higher benefit going forward the rest of his life. But just as important is by do, by him delaying because he's if if he had the higher Social Security check, she will if he dies first, she's going to get the benefit of collecting his higher Social Security benefit. So a lot of times, depending on somebody's situation, we're going to have the uh, the lower Social Security check be claimed earlier, and then try to extend. Uh, longer periods before you take the higher social security check to make sure just for simple reason, you're going to get a bigger benefit. But secondly, you're going to leave a bigger survivor benefit. Right. So can I divert here for a second, just kind of get your opinion on something I've been reading, you know, I mean, they're talking about, I mean, taxes going up and, and all of that. And, you know, social security always comes into play. And one of the things, grumblings I, I read, and again, this was just some op-ed piece, but talking about a means testing social security. And and that would change things drastically. Do you think? Oh, we've we've touched on this a little bit, and I'm I'm following this very closely. And let me means based testing. If you don't know, understand what that means, is this? It it the best explanation comparison is if somebody goes into a nursing home here in Maine or New Hampshire, wherever you listen to the show. Sure. And all of a sudden, if you're a married couple, there's a certain amount of assets that are exempt from being counted before main care or, or Medicaid in New Hampshire, Massachusetts come into play. And usually what happens is they won't pay any of the benefit in a nursing home until you get your assets down to a certain level. And if you're single, it's even worse. They count basically everything, almost, almost everything. So that's means-based testing. They're going to force people to, in this case, they're talking about take a lesser social security check that you paid into all your life because you've done a better job creating assets. That's, that's means-based testing. Wow. So that changes. Yeah. That I, I, wow. Should be the response when people understand what, what's being thrown out there. So at, at the end of the day, our planning process, if that happens, that's going to change a lot of what we do and, and how we advise people to, to start collecting social security and also what they end up doing for additional retirement planning. Cause now if you're not going to have 
as high as Social Security check as what you thought. Now you need more money set aside inside a retirement account or some sort of account that you're going to be able to draw from to supplement the, the cut in Social Security that could happen if they do the means-based testing. Well, and it's already, a, they already do that with Medicare. And, you know, depending on how much money you have is, is how much you pay in Part B. That's right. To a little, to a limit. But yeah, they have that type of strategy as far as Medicare Part B premiums in place right now. So the fact that they have that, the fact that they do that for nursing home planning, you can bet if it's being talked about that they're probably going to implement something concerning Social Security in, in that way. Well, I'll count on you to keep us up to date on that, Kevin. It's a, it's a fascinating subject and, and can affect so many people in a relatively short amount of time. No, for sure. For sure, Steve. All right. Um, uh, let's keep going here. We're talking about, um, you know, plate spinning, <laughs> keeping things going. Uh, and I know for a fact you are a get out of debt guy and going into retirement, that becomes a goal. Yeah, I'm a get out of debt guy. I'm torn uh, lately about this because some people that can come in and say, hey, Kev, uh, I'm going to refi or I'm going to take some cash out of home equity or something like that because my rate's at 3% or whatever the rate is versus having money in an investment, even though there's no guarantee in an investment, you know, the market can be volatile, but but overall, long, long time, you, you're going to get a bigger return in two or 3% in the market. So I'm torn in that way. It's a peace of mind thing for, for me with some people, meaning if somebody really is bent on making sure that their mortgage is paid off or the, or the debt's all paid off when they retire, I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, you're never going to hear me say, no, 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 make sure you keep keep uh, money in your investment account um, so we can still help you manage that versus pay off the debt. That's not me at all. Sure. Um, it's going to be a case by case basis, whereas what's your comfort level with carrying debt into retirement? That's what's going to determine what what advice you're going to get from us. Well, again, that's just part of the overall conversation and, and the, the tactical management approach, all of those things come into play. And, and again, like I said, it's just part of the conversation. Um, long-term care, we don't have to spend a great deal of time. You sort of already alluded to, you know, what happens, but we've got to talk about long-term care as part of an overall plan as well. Here's, you know, this can be an elephant in a room, Steve, that, that future healthcare costs, when I talk about that in, in the planning process, that, that really is talking about a, a potential long-term care event. And everybody says, I don't want to go to a nursing home. I understand, neither would I. But at the end of the day, what happens if you need to stay home or you can stay home, but you need to hire somebody to come in? That's not cheap either. And so where do you fit that into your budget? And then if, what if you need, you have a, a major stroke and all of a sudden you need special equipment. You have to go, go to a facility to get that. Who's going to pay that bill? Well, you're going to pay that bill if you have any kind of asset. And so where do you take that from? And where do you take that from? The retirement account that's creating your income? Do you take that from the additional money that you set aside for the grandkids? Education, where's that come from? So if you're not planning for that, you're planning for it. It's, so to speak, you're, you're going to be paying that if an event happens. You just, by not putting a plan in place, you won't have very much control where, where that money comes from. You're just going to have to pick and choose at some point what, what to take that money from. Well, I mean, that can tie back to the conversation we had about annuities. I mean, there are certain annuities that can help with long-term care, and, and I know that's a much larger conversation, but it's certainly worth something something worth talking about. Yes. So to that point, I won't take a long time on this because it's a much larger conversation, but there, there are some hybrid annuities out there with long-term care attachments to it where they will actually they will pay an additional enhanced amount to help pay for care if you need care, more than what's in the account. 
So again, these are conversations that we're going to bring up with people saying, hey, does this fit over here to plug that long-term care potential gap? That, that, again, I'm trying to put pieces in place to prevent any damage you know, in the future down the road. Sure. I mean, it's a big picture. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of spinning plates, if you will. And the good news is Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates can help you get there. And in fact, let's invite folks to call right now. Sounds great, Steve. Hey, folks, again, you know, we talk about this every week. It's a, it's a great opportunity to go in, sit down with, with Kevin, and, and put that financial roadmap together. Get an idea of where you are now and where you want to go and how does retirement look to you. Those are the kinds of conversations that you'll have. It's a, it's a way to take a lot of complex financial world. I mean, we just talked about Social Security. We talked about annuities. We talked about long-term care. Yep, that's some complicated stuff. Kevin understands. He can make it clear, make it a lot easier easier to understand. It's a practical financial review. Starts with that phone call, 800-998-5649. You heard, Kevin, the next 10 callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, of course, but more importantly, you do end up with that roadmap that can really help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now, 800 998 5649. Stick around. We've got your questions and more when we come right back. Many of us look forward to the day we retire. We look forward to having more time to spend with our families, enjoying every day, and maybe even taking that dream vacation out on the open road. Employee Benefit Research Institute's 25th Annual Retirement Confidence Survey found, sadly enough, that just 22% of us workers are very confident that we'll have enough money as we head into retirement. Now, statistics like this need to change. Don't let the fear of uncertainty turn your retirement dream into a retirement nightmare. We can help you see how much risk you're taking, those potential red flags that could cause problems for you down the road, such as tax liability, as well as the big one, folks. How much are you paying in fees or commissions with your current plan or advisor? Call Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649. Again, that's 800-998-5649. The year was 1985. Back to the Future, the highest grossing film in the world at the time, featured Marty McFly, a.k.a. Michael J. Fox, and his car, the DeLorean. But the end of the road came three years earlier for the DeLorean Motor Company. Let's go back to the beginning. Automobile industry executive John DeLorean created the company in 1975 after being well known in the automobile industry as an engineer, business innovator, and the youngest person to become a General Motors executive. DeLorean settled on a last-minute deal with Northern Ireland after almost going with a deal with Puerto Rico to build his first facility. The assembly line started in early 1981. Problems began to crop up because many of the factory workers never had jobs before and may have contributed to the reported quality issues with early production vehicles. Things had greatly improved by 1982 with improvements in its components and a more experienced workforce. Unfortunately, DeLoreans never really caught on with the public. The company had estimated its break-even point to be between 10,000 and 12,000 units, but sales were only around 6,000. The hits kept on coming for DeLorean in 1982 when he became a target of an FBI sting operation designed to arrest drug traffickers. He was arrested in October 1982 and charged with conspiring to smuggle 
$24 million worth of cocaine into the U.S. A videotape showing DeLorean discussing the drug deal with undercover FBI agents was a key piece of evidence. DeLorean's attorney, Howard Weitzman, successfully pointed out to the court that he was coerced into participation in the deal by agents who initially approached him as legitimate investors. He was acquitted of all charges, but it was too little too late. His reputation was ruined. After his trial and acquittal, DeLorean said, quote, would you buy a used car from me? End quote. DMC went bankrupt in 1982, along with 2,500 jobs and over $100 million in investments. DeLorean himself retired in New Jersey. He was forced to sell his 434-acre estate in Bedminster, New Jersey in 2000. In an interesting twist, President Donald Trump bought it and converted it to a golf course that he uses today. DeLorean moved to a condominium in Morristown, New Jersey, where he lived until his death five years later in 2005. Many of the original cars are still on the road after over 30 years with estimates of 6,500 cars out of just 9,000 built. There is an active enthusiast community around the cars with strong owners clubs. are back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, um, he's a, a fiduciary. He's an independent. Uh, you're a fiduciary firm. I mean, this is something you're always looking out for us. And I know that that word fiduciary, Kevin, gets thrown about a lot, but it, it does mean something. And especially if it's something that you really are and you really are. Yeah, and what's going on right now uh, with the new administration is uh, tightening up on financial regulations and so this was brought up in Congress a few years ago when it got booted out. And so what what's being talked about right now is forcing every person that gets or that gives financial advice to be a fiduciary. And you can't just go sign up and say I'm, I'm I want to be a fiduciary. It's not it's not that simple. You have to go through checks. You have to go through um, licensing and testing and all kinds of things that is extensive. And so rightfully so. So they want to kind of weed out, the government wants to weed out um, the, the bad practicers, the ones that are out there giving advice without do, without being required to do it in the best interest of their clients. Sure. All right. Well, again, something to keep keep track of, keep an eye on, um, and uh, but know that you can call Kevin and his team and they are fiduciaries and they're going to take care of you uh, because they, well, not because it's they want to, but I mean, it's they have to, you have to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. We talked a little bit about this maybe the last time we talked about seminars coming up. And you're, you're yes. doing some stuff, right? We, we, we're scheduling uh, seminars at this point. And um, let me see if I probably in the next, uh, let's see, Brew. I'll give you the first one. Sure. Um, May 6th. I had to look at my, my calendar here. May 6th, which is a Thursday morning from 10 a.m. until noontime at Brewer Jeff's Catering. Okay. Right there off of uh, off the highway. So that's from 10 until 12. You can get registered. We're going to do uh, safe, you know, distancing, all that kind of thing. But it's an asset preservation workshop. I've got Lance Gilman coming in to speak. We'll talk about legal planning as well as financial uh, planning. And that's the first one. And I'll give other dates as we sure. uh, get closer to. Well, I know that that's exciting because it, it just, one, it just feels so good to be going back to that kind of normal where, where people can gather and get information. And, and I know that you're a people person, Kevin, and you want to go out there and meet folks too. 
I, I can't wait to get back into the, the seminar schedule again and get out in front of people and just do our thing. And uh, again, we're teachers at hearts and we're teachers by, by what we do. And, and I think people that come out of the seminars, the commentary we've had over the past 13 years of doing seminars is you guys have the best approach, the most education. It was worth our time. And that's the commentary and feedback we get from people that leave well, all of our seminars. And that's so important. And, and you talked about Lance Gilman. I mean, he is a, he's a great guy. He's very funny and, and he's animated when he speaks. Well, that's the thing. He's very, that's why I bring him in to speak at the seminars because I can talk at the seminar, but I'm not as in, animated as, as Lance is. So if, if you want to see a, a fun show as well as get educated, uh, give us a call. And we'll get you scheduled for coming to the seminar. 800-998-5649. Get you started, folks. All right, let's jump into a couple of these questions while we have time. Uh, Raymond is in Westbrook. He says, I'm 73 years old, single, looking at my taxes for 2020. I think I can save a few bucks by putting money into an IRA. I don't have a 401k or anything like that, and I make some money working part-time. So if I understand it, I can make a deductible IRA contribution now. Is that true? And is that smart? Yes. So they, they lifted the rules on uh, age on on putting into an IRA. So they used to be had a limit. Now there's no limit as far as age, as long as you have earnings. So if you have a few bucks set aside, you want to put money into an IRA, um, you can do that. If you don't have a 401k, that doesn't matter. You can set up a separate individual retirement account and, and make some money and put, and put it to work and get it invested. Okay. So as, that, as that long does as, make sense. As, yeah. As long as you have, as long as you're working part-time is the point. Yeah. If you stop working, Raymond, you won't be allowed to, to do that. But so when he, when he says, is that smart? I mean, so if he's putting money in tax deferred, ultimately he's going to have to pay tax on it. Well, here's what I would ask Raymond first in, to, to answer the question, is it smart? Depending on his household income and his tax bracket, if he's at the 12% tax bracket, let's, let's assume he's married, they're filing joint, and he's below the, the $115,000 annual income, okay. which is the top of the 12% bracket. I would tell him, no, it's not smart because why would you get a 12% tax break and put money into a deferred account that you'll have to pay taxes on in the future when we believe tax rates are going higher and they could be 18% tax rate when he pulls that money out. I so see. It, okay. It's determined on their, their tax bracket. I get it. No, that makes sense. 800-998-5649. Let's go to Emily in Old Town. She says, I have a 52-year-old friend who has almost nothing saved for retirement. Fortunately, she came into $150,000 through a settlement agreement from a car accident. She currently works part-time, so investing in a 401k is not an option at the moment. I know she can open a Roth IRA, but that only covers $6,000 per year. How else can she start saving for retirement, ideally by using some of this money from the settlement? Well, she could, a couple things here, Emily, thanks for writing in. Um, she could start and, and take some of that money aside. It doesn't have to be in a retirement account to put that money to work and invest it. It can be in a non-retirement account and she could utilize that for supplementing her income in, in, you know, at some point down the road. Uh, the Roth IRA, now that she's above 50 years old, she's allowed to put up to $7,000 in a Roth IRA Okay. Um, instead of six. Six is if you're younger than 50. So she can start by doing a Roth. That's a good idea, be, being younger. And, and then talk about just putting that money into a, a basic investment. You know, we can, there's, there's basically three types of, of a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, or a, uh, what I call a TOD, transfer upon death or a non-IRA uh, type of account we can, we can set up with people. 
So that way you can flow money in and out of that. So if you wanted to set up an investment account that she could use down the road, she could also use it right now if she wanted to. Okay. Well, great. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, I mean, it's 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 not an ideal situation, but at least she's got kind of a head start now and, and can probably you could probably help her get to where she might need to be when it comes time to retire. Yeah. And the, the other question I would have is, since it's a settlement from a car accident, sometimes settlement... Uh, uh, beneficiaries have to carve off a certain amount for future medical expenses. So that'd be a, a question I would have for your friend as well. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. um, all right. So that's 800-998-5649. Let's go to Clinton. He's in Portland. Uh, he writes and he says, should I elect to put my bonus into my 401k? And I've heard conflicting advice, but I don't understand the downside. Yeah, so a lot of times if people get a bonus, um, they're really highly taxed because they count that bonus as a lump sum income payment. So a lot of times it'll push people to the 30 plus percent federal bracket. So they they don't get as much of their bonus as they would think. Um, so some people try to defer as much of the bonus as they can into the 401k and maybe use that as a catch up if you haven't put enough into the 401k. The conflicting point is to the point I just made as far as uh, Raymond's question in Westbrook saying, is it smart to put in a, a traditional IRA or not, a deductible IRA, that's going to be de determined by your income tax bracket in your household. So if you have a 401k Roth option, it may be that you put some of that money in a Roth option within a 401k, depending on your tax bracket. Because let's face it, future tax rates are going higher. It, it's being talked about as being planned right now. And so why would you put money in a 12% tax deductible place when you have to take it out at an 18% potentially? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. And so, Clinton, if you want to learn more, it's 800-998-5649. we got time for another one here. Let's go to Eve in Bucksport. I'm 68 years old and single, she says. I was married many years ago and divorced. Now, I've heard you talk on the show about getting some of my ex's Social Security benefit. Is that still possible? And what should I be doing to see if I'm eligible? Yeah, great question, Eve. Thanks for writing in. Um, it says here you were married many years ago and divorced. You have the caveat to, to file for um, uh, spousal benefit, basically, is you have to be married at least 10 years okay. and divorced. So that's the caveat there. If you haven't started to collect your Social Security yet, it's possible you're eligible for half of your ex-spouse's benefit. And so a lot of times, I had one actually just not long ago, um, right in a consultation, told me the story. Uh, she was 67 and a half years old. And I said, hey, you know, you're eligible for, for a spousal benefit here and you're still working. You're, you're not planning to take yours until 70. Go file for a spousal benefit. She did, she did that. And it was like five or $600 a month she's getting now. And they paid her six months retro. Um, they'll go back six months. So she came in and says, thank you very much. That was worth coming in just to talk to you, just, just for that alone. Wow. So you got to be married at least 10 years and divorced, Eve. And um, and then you may be may be eligible for half of that spousal benefit as long as you haven't collected your own yet. And what hap what happens if that ex has uh, has passed away? It then uh, survivor benefit. Oh, okay. Um, so she's still eligible for that. Yeah, she'd be eligible for the uh, the higher amount, which would be his full amount. Interesting. So that would be a potential option. Wow. Wow, these are great stuff. Great stuff to know. And uh, folks, it's a phone call away. It's 800-998-5649. And uh, on that note, Kevin, why don't we invite folks to call one last time today and get on the calendar while there's still some spots. Sounds great, Steve. 
Hey, folks, here you go. It's an opportunity here. Last time today, we're going to invite you to call and uh, come on in, sit down, put a financial roadmap together. Kevin and his team at at Frisbee and Associates can really take that complex financial world and, and break it down, make it easier to understand. It's a true practical financial review, and if you're looking for that second opinion, now's the time to make the call. It's 800-998-5649. That's 800-998-5649. Ten callers right now get that comprehensive financial review. You're going to see where you stand today, but more importantly, you will get that roadmap that we talk about, that guide that can truly help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. So you've got nothing to lose. Give us a call. It's 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Kevin, as always, one of my favorite hours of the week. It goes by so quickly and such great information. Yeah, and Steve, I'll make a mention. Any of the callers that call in this weekend, uh, we're going to give away a copy of my book. We have a box set uh, of uh, seven financial pitfalls. And also, we're going to return the call within an hour of the show ending. So if you're if you're out there listening, give a call. Pick up the phone. It's probably somebody from Frisbee & Associates wanting to talk to you. Sounds good to me, folks. Hey, thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. And we are going to be back again next week with new topics, new questions, and more right here on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.